Be dazzled this holiday season by Northern Virginia's largest drive through light show at Bull Run Festival of Lights. Celebrate the holidays as a family while staying warm and cozy. Drive the festival route from the comfort of your car. Turn off your headlights and just follow the magical glow through two and a half miles of dazzling displays in Bull Run Regional Park in Centerville, Virginia. Plan your visit now. When you visit by mid-December, you'll save. Get your tickets today at BullRunFestivalOfLights.com. That's BullRunFestivalOfLights.com. When you save on auto insurance for driving safe with USAA SafePilot, you'll feel like a big deal. Even in a traffic jam. Save up to 30% with USAA SafePilot. Restrictions apply. On in, everybody. What's going on? It is Monday night, which means it's time to command your day and command your week with the power of prayer. Prayer is going to be amazing. Right behind me, you can't see because the light is right there, uh, is uh, the city of downtown Atlanta, Georgia. Tonight, uh, as we are getting ready and preparing and building our team for Harvest Church Atlanta, uh, we are certainly excited about being in here and uh, praying live from Atlanta tonight. What's going on? We are adding our Instagram fam. What's going on, y'all? Come on in. As you are coming in, like the video. Tell me where you're watching from and share this video tonight across every platform on the Bishop Foreman YouTube, the Harvest Church YouTube, on the Bishop Foreman Facebook, the Harvest Church Facebook, Periscope, as well as Instagram. As you're coming in, like the video. Tell me where you're watching from and share this video tonight. Prayer is going to be on fire tonight as it always is. I need you to set the, this atmosphere with expectancy tonight, even as we gather together virtually to pray. As you're coming in, like the video. Tell me where you're watching from and share the video. I see you Denver. Where else? I see you Alabama. Come on, Alabama, Atlanta. I see you. Come on in, everybody. Come in, like the video. Tell me where you're watching from. Share tonight. Bishop, why do you always have us to share? Because when you share, you are literally like a digital missionary. What's a missionary? It is one that goes to, hey, Canada, it is one that goes to another place in order to spread the gospel. And here's the amazing thing with technology. You can use technology to literally impact and change the lives of people all over. I see you, Canada. I see you, Delaware, Virginia. Come on in, Atlanta. What's going on, Atlanta? I'm here in Atlanta, but here's the city. You can't really see it. It's a little cloud cover today. Uh, but Idaho, come on, Tampa, Camden, New Jersey. Come on in. We all over tonight. Come on, y'all. Let's do what we do. When you share it, you are like a missionary. Hey, New York, you are like a missionary and you are literally using your life to change the lives of other people. Do you not know tonight people are going to give their lives to the Lord? It's going to be because of you. Do you not know that tonight people's lives are going to be transformed? It is going to be because of you. So it's going to be amazing. Come on in, y'all. Like the video. Tell me where you're watching from. Show the video. I need you to put this in the atmosphere tonight on every platform and including the Harvest Channel. Uh, uh, of course, remember on the Harvest Channel, you're not able to chat. So if you're good without chatting, you are good. Uh, listen, I need you to put this tonight on the screen. I am expecting. Come on, type that. I am expecting. The Bible makes it very clear that he does exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask, watch me, or think. What does that mean? That's what we expect. So tonight, I need you to start prayer by putting your expectancy uh, in the atmosphere, putting your expectancy uh, on tonight because it's going to be so very powerful. Come on, expecting. Come on, expecting. I see you. I am expecting. Uh, listen, uh, one of the things that I want to say uh, as we are getting uh, ready and getting going in prayer tonight, if you haven't, again, already liked the video, tell me where you're watching from 
and share it. One of the things I also want to say to you um, is this tonight. Uh, I want you to understand that the next six months are going to be the best six months of this year. So not only are you expecting, but I need you to put this in the atmosphere. My next six will be my best six. Come on, put that on the screen. My next six will be my next six. I'm going to say new background. I'm in Atlanta. So to, uh, Atlanta's took over prayer tonight. I'm in Atlanta. Behind me is the city. You can see the city lights are beginning to come on, but there's some crowd, uh, some cloud uh, cover. Your next six months are going to be the best six months of this year. And I need you to not let your disappointment know the frustration of whatever it is that you've encountered the first six months. None of us thought that we were going to be in the middle of a global pandemic. None of us thought that the economy was going to begin to change. But here's what's amazing. Uh, people that are connected to Harvest, Harvest Church, Harvest Bible College, Harvest Leadership Network, all of the different things that we offer. Can I tell you what we're seeing is that the harvesters are being blessed. And for those of you that are part of our extended family, you're part of another church, but you join us on prayer, you watch our streams. I need you to know your testimonies are coming through, which means what is that? That God said, even though the world is going through transition and change, you're coming out of quarantine better than you went in. And the next six are going to be the best six. Let's let's open up. Father, in Jesus name, we bless you, sir. We honor you. We thank you for the opportunity and the privilege that we have to pray. Father, your word says that the effective, fervent prayers of the righteous they availeth much. That means when we pray, we get things done. We are not just praying out of form, out of fashion or some religious ritual. But when we pray, we expect results. We expect things to change. We expect things to move forward. And what you have ordained, Father. So tonight, Father, we come before you asking for forgiveness for all of our sin. Those committed knowingly and unknowingly tonight. In the name of Jesus, we ask for forgiveness for our iniquity. Those are the generational things that we have not been the curse breakers, but instead have been the curse perpetuators. We ask for forgiveness for that you would give us the grace to begin to break every single curse uh, that is in our bloodline. When we were born, the curse breaker was born. The history maker was born. The interruption to the dysfunction of our bloodline was born. And Father, in the name of for forgiveness for our transgression. That is when we willfully deviate from what we know to be true. Truthful, Father, forgive us for doing our own thing, doing it our own way, having our own agenda that was independent of you. Tonight, Father, as the world in a few days gets ready, or America gets ready to celebrate a declaration of independence, today we declare our dependence on you. Come on, y'all. You are the God that we're dependent on. You are the God that provides for us. You are Jehovah Jireh. You are the Lord that provides for us. Father, Jireh is not just a name, but Jireh is a place. It is a place where provision is provided. And so in the name of Jesus, Father, we thank you that you are the God that no matter what place, what position we find ourselves in, you provide for us. Come on, y'all. Put it on the screen. He's my provider. You are our provider tonight. And we let you know that we're grateful. Father, we declare our dependence on you. Father, you are the God that not only provides for us, he goes, you are Jehovah Rapha. That means you are the Lord that heals us. From the top of our head to the soles of our feet, we declare that we are healed. We are healed emotionally. We are healed in the realm of our soul. That's our mind, thoughts, will, and it includes our emotions. Tonight, we declare that we are healed in the realm of the spirit. That means wherever there's been a breach between us and you, we declare that you restore that breach in the name of Jesus. And so, Father, tonight, we thank you that we're starting prayer with expectancy. And we know that you're going to meet us tonight in prayer. And we expect results to manifest. I need you to put this on the screen quickly. 
quickly we expect results to manifest. Uh, why? Because you are a very present help in the time of struggle or the time of need. That means, Father, that when we need you, you are there. And so, Father, we thank you for it tonight for everything you're getting ready to do in Jesus' name. We even call forth many salvations tonight. Come on, y'all. You are the God that says it is your will that all men would be saved. So tonight, as we gather together to pray digitally, we pray, Father, that men and women would come tonight and give their lives to you through this time of prayer. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Can I get everybody on every platform to just type amen right there? What does amen mean, y'all? It means I agree. Let me teach you a principle, uh, guys. Um, and if you're just coming in, like the video, tell me where you're watching from and share this video. Here's a very important uh, principle as it relates to prayer and as it relates to life. Be careful what you agree with, because what you agree with, you give permission to remain in your life. Uh, many times, watch me. When things, certain words are released around you, John 6.63 says that every word that is spoken is a spirit, which means when a word is released around you, spirit is being released to you. And some of us have to be careful that as you are moving on what God has ordained, if the enemy can't get you, he'll get somebody around you to say something crazy to you that you end up agreeing with. And now it has the right to remain in your life. And so I want to move into this uh, as we go forward in prayer. Every Monday night, what are we doing? We gather together for one hour to pray. We do it uh, from 7 Mountain Time to 8 Eastern Time or 9 Eastern Time uh, to 10 uh, or Mountain Time and 9 Eastern Time and to 10 uh, Eastern Time for one hour. Where do we get one hour from? It's the pattern of prayer we see with Jesus. What did Jesus do? In his most defining moment, y'all, he gathered those that were close to him and he said, can you pray with me for an hour? Bishop, why do you call it command your weak prayer? It is the principle of prayer. Uh, prayer is speaking from a place where we know uh, that everything we ask of uh, the promises of God are what? Yes and amen. I need to put both those words on the screen. Yes and amen. So when we pray, all we're doing is bringing the earth into agreement in alignment with what God has already said. Did you hear what I just said? So when we pray, we're just bringing the earth into alignment with what God has already said. Mister, where do you get that from? When Jesus taught his disciples to pray, he said, and when you pray, pray like this, your will, he said several things. He says, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In other words, all I'm doing when I pray is I'm bringing the earth in alignment with heaven which is why it's so important that you are mindful of the words that you agree with. When people come around you talking mess and tell a child it ain't looking good, you need to say, mm -mm, I don't receive that. I need you to practice it right now. I don't receive that. Put that on the screen. When people come around you talking about, I just don't know what the next six are going to hold. Say, mm, I don't receive that because my next six are going to be my best six. Somebody come around you talking about, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I feel good. I'm not sure about my health. I'm not sure about my life. Be careful with the words that you allow around you. Because you do not want you to have agreement with the mess that's said. Instead, when we pray, what are we doing, y'all? We are standing in agreement with heaven. So heaven says that you're the head and not the tail. Not the tail. Come on. Heaven says that you are above and not beneath. Heaven says that you are always overcoming, never being overcome. Come on, y'all. Heaven says that he always leads us into triumph. Which means all I do is win. Even if it looks like I lost, our God is so amazing. All things do what? Work together. You do not let people bring their mess into your environment because their messy words will come into your environment 
and try to shut you down. And instead, you got to learn how to shut that mess down. Can I get you to type on the screen some of the things that people have been coming around you and saying? Some of the negative things that people have been coming around you and saying? Because we're about to shut that down in the realm of the spirit tonight. Again, if you're just coming in... Like the video, tell me where you're watching from and share this video. I'll do announcements in a minute, but come on, let's move in this thing because your next six to be your best six, you got to stand on that and you got to rebuke anybody and anything that comes to you with some mess that's different than that. Some of the things that they be that, that that folks say to you, type it on the screen, type it on the screen. I'm waiting on you, type it on the screen. Uh, uh, it's not gonna work. Come on, I hear you. All right, shut that down. All right, come on. Some of the other things that people are saying, all right, you didn't make any money or it's slow, business is slow. Come on, talk to me, y'all. Some of the things that people are saying around you that are negative, all right, you're not gonna be successful. Come on, why are we putting it on the screen? Because I need you to get that out of your system one last time. Come on. I need you to get that out of your system one last. This ain't going to work. It's a bad night. You'll never get another job. Come on. Put all of that mess on the screen. You're not going to have people support you. You don't. I don't know what I'm going to do. It's a spike in the virus. Come on. It's uh, 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 your relationships aren't going to work. You're never going to get ahead. This year is a mess. I need you to learn how to shut that mess down. In the name of Jesus. Y'all ready? Let's go. You're not going to be a millionaire. You better learn how to shut that down. I'm telling you what I know. Shut that down. Your products are too expensive. Listen, guys, what I want to do as you're typing those things on the screen, you, 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 you're not going to be happy. I, I want us to shut the things down that we have stood in agreement with that other people have said and that other people have brought up. Let's do it right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, Father, forgive us for standing in agreement by not shutting down any of the mess that things pe that people brought into our atmosphere. And Father, we realize that the world operates by agreement. Whatever we agree with, wherever two or three touch agreeing on anything, it shall be done for them. And so tonight, in the name of Jesus, Father, we cancel every negative word, every negative confession that has ever been spoken in our atmosphere that we did not shut down. And in your name, we, we declare those things are powerless and we declare those things are ineffective, that no fruit would be produced from the things that we heard that other people said in the name of Jesus. Come on, y'all. And Father, we replace those negative things with your word. And we declare this. Here it is. Our next six will be our best six. We decree and declare in the name of Jesus that this decade is still going to be. Come on, y'all. The best decade of our lives. And this year is still going to be the best year of our lives. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I need everybody to say Selah right there. S-E-L-A-H. What is Selah? Selah is like amen, but it's different. Selah means this. It means, God, you said it. I believe it. And that settles it. God, you said it. I believe it. And that settles it. Sometimes people say I'm having a Selah moment, but please understand what that really means. What you're saying is I'm settled in what I just said. Y'all ain't talking to me tonight. I'm settled in what I just said. Why am I not worried? I'm Selah. I'm settled in what I just said. And when I decree it and when I declare it, that's what shall manifest. Life and death are in the power of the tongue and they that love it shall eat its fruit. What does it mean? I got to love what I say. I need you to put it on the screen for a third time tonight. My next six will be my best six. Why? I need you to love those words. When you hear it, I need you to think about it, think about it and love it. I need you to love that. Because that's the fruit that you're going to eat. If you speak a lot of negative stuff, whatever you're going to love, if you love that, that's the fruit you're going to eat. 
And it is so vital for this stage of your life that you learn to love words that speak life into your life that come from you. Listen, guys, if you're just coming in, do me a favor, like the video, tell me where you're watching from and share this video tonight. It's good to see so many of you on all of our different platforms. Now, again, we're on both the Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church Facebook, both the Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church YouTube, Instagram, as well as the Harvest Channel, plus Periscope. So we have all these different methods that we're gathering together in prayer tonight. So if you're looking for somebody that you normally see on chat, they may just be on one of the other networks. Or they may even be on the Harvest Channel. If you're good without chatting, um, then uh, you can go to the Harvest Channel. It's right there in our app. Matter of fact, let me encourage all of you to get our app. How do you do it? You text the word HARVEST to 59769. Can I get a few of you to put that on every platform? You want to text the word HARVEST to 5979. Six nine, uh, And when you do that, you can get the Harvest Church mobile app. What's in the app, Bishop? First of all, it's free on the Android or the Apple platform. You can get all of our messages. So, for example, guys, Sunday's message is ready for you in our podcast and on YouTube and all of that. It is ready for you on Sunday, um, a couple of hours after the 1115 a.m. experience. Isn't that amazing? Wednesday's message is ready for you on um, Thursdays um, by Thursday evening on our podcast and in our YouTube and all of that. And of course, you can go look at it on Facebook right away. So what are we doing? We're making sure we get the word to you. And my assignment is to speak life into your life. Life comes from uh, one of the Greek words, zoe, zoe. Can I get you to type that on the screen? There's two things you're gonna hear me have you do a lot, especially if it's your very first time in prayer. Um, if it's uh, two things that I need you to be familiar with. One is that I'm going to always have you speak things out of your mouth. Why? The Bible says in Proverbs 18, 21, life and death are in the power of your tongue. Your tongue creates your triumph. Your words create your world. Don't sleep on what you say because what you say is what you're going to possess. Um, and the second thing you're going to uh, see me to have you to do a lot is to type things on the screen. Where are you getting that from? Bishop? The Bible says if we agree on anything that that thing would be done, all right? And so digitally, when we type it on the screen, that is our form of agreement. Hear my heart. I just want you to see results in your life. I can't wait to read your testimony. I can't wait to read how God's moving in your life. I can't wait to read how all those negative things you just spoke, how that stuff gets shut down. I can't wait to read how you come out of debt. Come on. I can't wait to read how your whole family gets saved. I can't wait to read how your business prospers. I can't wait to read uh, how your family transforms. I can't wait to read um, your testimony. All right. So please make sure um, that you are mindful of that. Get the app and you can get the messages and all that. Our app and our website have gone through an update which is part of for the faithful giving of the people of Harvest. It's one of the things that we've spent a lot of time doing uh, over the last couple of weeks and couple of months to make sure you have the very best from our app, the things that we make available for you. Hey, listen, fair tonight. Um, I want you to just do the hand wave emoji or say, it's my first time. When you do that, we're just going to shoot some love your way just to say, hey, what up, though? Shalom. Welcome. Um, uh, that word shalom is a word we've used at Harvest since our inception. It's a Hebrew word for peace, but it means more than peace. It literally means nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking, and all is well. I see several of you. It's your first time on prayer. Welcome. I'm so glad that you are on uh, prayer tonight. Listen, 
We say that term shalom because um, every time we speak to one another, it's part of the culture of harvest. Uh, we make sure that we speak life into uh, one another. A lot of times you're not mindful that when you speak to people and greet people, even your name is prophecy. What is a prophecy, Bishop? A prophecy means to foretell and foretell. What is to foretell? It means there's something that is already on the agenda of your life that is being revealed to you. It's kind of like checking your phone to see your calendar. To foretell is to add something to the calendar of your life that was not already scheduled for your life. And when we begin to speak people's names or say shalom to them, you are literally prophesying to them. You are saying to them, I declare nothing's missing in your life. You are telling them, I declare nothing is lacking in your life. You're telling them, I declare nothing is broken in your life. You declare to them, nothing is lacking in your life and everything is good. It's all good. It is all well. So when you see us use that term, just be mindful of that. Let me also welcome those listening and uh, to prayer right now on the Uncommon Gospel Radio Network. Much love to Bernadette and the entire team. We want to uh, keep them lifted in prayer. They've had a transition and uh, we want to keep them lifted in prayer. Matter of fact, let's cover that right now. I want to pray for everybody right now where you're dealing with some form of grief of grief. Um, grief is our natural response to life. If you're dealing with some grief right now, I just want you to put, just do the hand wave emoji. Let me know. Um, if you've lost a loved one, if you're dealing with a loved one that's sick or ill, or you've lost a friend, I want to pray for your grief tonight. And because watch me, you've got to make sure that when you are in the grieving process, um, that you grieve in a healthy way. And I want to cover your grief tonight because I declare your grief is not going to be the end of you. It's going to be a new beginning for you. Your grief is not going to cause you to make bad decisions. Your grief is going to cause you to evolve from this. Um, if we were to look at a butterfly, everybody hear me. Before we cover your grief, if we were to look at the life of a butterfly, a butterfly has four stages in its uh, um, evolutionary progress. The first stage is this. It is small as a sesame seed on a sesame seed bun. The second stage of its evolution is this is that it grows to a hundred times its size. The third stage, I've told on this before, a, uh, that butterfly, it ends up now being in a cocoon. And in that cocoon, uh, it is isolated. It is by itself. And in grief, you feel by yourself. And I need everybody that's grieving to please type this on the screen. I am not alone. I am not alone. Come on, y'all. I am not alone. I need you to hear me. You are not alone tonight. In your grief, you are not alone. You got an army full of folk that are folk tonight that are praying across all of these platforms. You got an army full of folk that are praying with you tonight um, and that are standing with you. You are not alone. Come on, if you just did the hand wave emoji for grief, I need you to type on the screen, I am not alone. If you don't have nobody with you, you know you've got God with you and you got Bishop Bowman with you. I ain't got you out here by yourself. Listen, over the last hundred plus days since we've been on quarantine and as, as many places are opening up from quarantine, you have watched me be consistent. You have watched me be on my assignment. You have watched me continue to do the things that we were doing and do even more. And so just know you ain't out here by yourself. I got you. All right. I got you. God's got you, of course, but I got you. The That third stage the butterfly, it's in a cocoon and it can feel like it's by itself. And it's in that cocoon that the butterfly is developing, watch me, internal things that are impacting and affecting the development 
of that butterfly. Um, the butterfly didn't have wings when it went into the cocoon, but when it comes out in stage four, it will. The butterfly didn't have the ability to fly. In fact, it would be disingenuous to call it a butterfly. Watch me, because what it looked like before it went into that cocoon is not what it's going to look like when it comes out of that cocoon. And I need you to hear me tonight that as you are moving in this, as you are walking through your time of grief, there are things that are being developed in you that when you come out of your time of grief, you're going to look back and say, God, it was painful for a moment, but I am rejoicing. I need you to hear me tonight if you're dealing with grief. It was painful for a moment, but I am now rejoicing. It was painful for a time, but I am now rejoicing. Let's cover your grief in prayer. Father, in Jesus' name tonight, we pray that is dealing with grief and in your name, and we declare that their grief uh, would says in Isaiah that you bore our sicknesses and you bore our griefs. It's plural on purpose because we're going to go through times in life where there are things that are lost, loved ones that are lost, family members that are lost, uh, friends that are lost, and some aren't through death. Some are because the relationship ends and it ends suddenly and it ends unexpectedly. But tonight we declare that you are the God that heals our grief. Come on, y'all. You are the God that heals our grief tonight. So we cast our cares upon you. We cast our burdens upon you. We cast every issue upon you. And we thank you tonight that you are the God that heals us in Jesus name. If you put your hand up just a moment ago uh, because of grief, I need you to say I am healed. Please put that on the screen. I am healed. You may feel like, but Bishop, I don't feel like I'm healed. I'm right in the middle of my grief. I do not feel anything like a healing. Listen, I need you to not go by what you feel. I need you to walk by faith. What is faith? Faith is the Greek word pistis. One of the Greek words pistis, it means truth. This means the fact may be you are hurting now, but the truth is you are healed. The fact may be you are in pain now, but the truth is that he's got you. The fact may be that you are confused about why right now, but the truth is, is that he is the God of all comfort. The fact may be one thing, but the truth is a whole nother thing. So when we talk about walking by faith, we're not denying reality. We're just denying that the facts have more power than his truth. I'm going to say it again. We are just denying that the facts have more power than his truth. Listen, y'all, if you're just coming in, like the video, tell me where you're watching from, share this video tonight. Uh, listen, I am so thrilled. Um, uh, again, tonight I am praying to you from Atlanta, Georgia. And of course, as it is becoming darker, there's a little overcast. You can see all the city lights that are behind. There's this big lamp that's right there, but all the city lights um, that are behind me. I'm so excited uh, as we are working on some amazing things uh, as we're getting ready for Harvest Church Atlanta. So uh, we're excited about that. It is a time of growth and expansion. And so Harvest, y'all already know, expanding to the Atlanta area. If you're in the Atlanta area or you have family in the Atlanta area, uh, I need for you. How do you share on IG? You can click the button. Can y'all can y'all type the instructions on how to share on IG? You can click the button and uh, I believe you click the little arrow button, the little triangle button, and then it'll share to somebody. But if they'll type the they'll type the instructions on there for me on IG for how you share. Why are we sharing? We are digital missionaries. There you go. Type the arrow button at the bottom of the screen. Gracias. Gracias. Gloria a Dios. That's my Spanish. I'm still on disc two. I made it to disc three, but that's all the girl that says. She says, welcome to disc three. That's as far as I didn't got. Um, listen, if you are in the Atlanta area, you've got family in the Atlanta area. 
We'd love for you to find out more about um, Soon to Build and Soon to Come Harvest Church Atlanta. Uh, our, the interest gatherings have been amazing. Uh, we've had two and they have been amazing. The response has just been amazing. So if you're in the Atlanta area, we'd love for you to be a part of that. All I need you to do is text H-C-A-T-L to 59769. Again, all right, text H-C-A-T-L to 59769. And when you do that, you'll be able to do that. I see some of y'all making fun of me for only getting to this, this three. Listen, that is progress, all right? Listen, we just got to make it do what it do. But I can speak tongues. Look, listen, huh? Look, all right. Um, <laughs> let's, uh, let's do this real quickly. Um, and let me give you that one more time because I see somebody asking. Text H-C-A-T-L to 59769 and you can find out more about how you can get involved with Harvard Church Atlanta. Or if you're planning on moving to the Atlanta area, I, I need you to do the same thing. I need you to text H-C-A-T-L to 59769 also. All right. Um, listen, we just finished a series at Harvest and there's several things that I want to cover in prayer. I want to cover in prayer tonight from the series we just finished, Bad Boys. O-M-G-I-J-S. Wow. Right. Um, share with me some of the things. Y'all are still making fun of me for um, my Spanish lessons. Listen, that's all right. One day I'm going to come out and speak a full message in Spanish. All right. And I'm going to speak in tongues while I'm speaking Spanish. So you're going to have to figure out which one is which. Huh? Listen, um, the series was amazing. Talk to me about some of the things that that series spoke to you. I see on the screen changed my life. Y'all talk to me about some of the things that that series spoke to you. What did that series say to you? Uh, that Somebody said, do it. I'm going to do it. Shalom. What's going on? Welcome. Welcome. Um, some of the things that the series Bad Boys spoke to you. Um, we did a ton of messages. We started with King Saul. It says life changing, um, who was the first king of Israel and when uh, changed the way I handle my enemies. Come on. Um, let's go. That's amazing. Come on. Y'all share with me some of the things that the series spoke to you on every platform. Amazing to see that being set apart for a reason. We started uh, with King Saul and, and I asked the Lord, I pray about what to pray about. Prayer is our way of adjudication in the spirit. What does it mean to adjudicate something? The Bible says in Isaiah, state your case before me that you might be justified. Um, that's what God tells his people to do. God says, come to me with a legal argument for what you are asking me for. So I need you to come in agreement with heaven. But just like the law, just because something is lawful doesn't mean that you're going to receive it. Got it. That's why we have courts. Why do we have courtrooms? And if you look at your Bible, your Bible is, is set up through the spiritual process of heaven. That's why. Look at me. Everybody listen. Everybody look at me. Everybody look at me. Satan. Satan is a title. It's not a name. Satan comes from a Hebrew term, ha-satan. And ha-satan means the adversary or the prosecutor. Hear me. Which means the enemy is a celestial prosecutor. Why would the Bible refer to him as a prosecutor unless you needed a defense attorney and there was a judge? Come on. The reason that Satan is referred to as the accuser of the brethren or celestial prosecutor is because when we pray, we are literally stating our case to God. Now, here's what you need to hear um, is that the case and the whole setup is a fixed case. What does that mean? The decision is already predetermined 
based on, on the word that's already exists. So when we come to God, the reason we pray his word is because if you were to go to a courtroom, y'all, if you were to go to a courtroom, you can't just get up there and say, well, I feel this and I feel this and I feel this. When you go to a courtroom, you got to say the law says in, watch me, you got to quote the statute. It says this in CRS section 18-2-4. Uh, That's why when we pray, we pray scripture because it's the same way you would do in court. In court, you don't just go share your feelings you present your case. That's what the Bible says. Present your case before me. Y'all better hear me. So when we pray, we are adjudicating in the spirit. We are literally having a trial in the spirit. And there are certain things you can shut down in prayer that will never manifest in your life. Y'all need to hear me. There are certain things you can shut down in prayer that will never happen. Some of y'all wonder about, you know what? People will tell you their testimony like, I never had to deal with that. You know why? Because prayer shuts some stuff down. I need you. I need you to put that on the screen. Prayer shuts some stuff down. Some of you, you never dealt with certain diseases. Other folks were doing the same thing you were doing. You know why? Because prayer shuts some stuff down. Some of you, you never had the testimonies of other people. And you're like, God, it ain't, I look like I ain't been through nothing. It's not that you didn't go through anything. It's that you shut it down in the spirit. You adjudicate it in the realm of the spirit. All right. So when we pray. That's what we are doing. All right. So that's why we state our case. We present scripture to the judge and watch me. The judge is on our side, but our lawyer, watch me. He's he, he's on the judge's side. In other words, they got it, it. You ever heard this term, the good old boys club? That means that everybody is on the same team. And so they're just going. Please hear me. They're just going through the motions of the proceeding. But everybody know how this thing going to turn out. Y'all better talk. That's the way it is for us as believers. We go through the motions of the proceedings, but our judge, that the judge, watch me, he 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 is one with our attorney. That's why the Bible refers to God as our advocate. He uh, that's a defense attorney. He is our defense. So we already know how this is going to turn out. We just got to go through the proceedings. It's somebody says it's rigged. It is rigged. All right. It's rigged. I need you to hear me. So some of y'all feel like, oh, I just don't know what's going on. You better get up there. You better fight that thing in prayer and realize this is rigged. This is not the good old boys club. This is the good, good father club. He's a good, good father. That's what it is. All right. Father, help us to see the power that we have in prayer. That it are, it gives us an opportunity to adjudicate things in the realm of the spirit. We can shut some stuff down in the spirit. That will keep us from ever having to deal with it in the natural. So tonight we shut down sickness. Come on. Tonight we shut down debt and owing people things. Tonight we shut down owing any man anything except to love them. Tonight we shut down family dysfunction. Tonight we shut down depression. Tonight we shut down fear. Tonight we shut down anxiety. Tonight we shut down panic in the name of Jesus. Where are we getting the authority to shut these things down? Because your word says we shall declare a thing and it shall be established. Your word says life and death on the power of our tongue and we shall eat its fruit. Your word says that we shall give an account for every idle word that, your words, uh, that we speak. Your word says that we are in your image, Teshalom, and in your likeness, Jesus, which means as you are, so are we in the world. And what do you do? You call things that be not as though they were. So we can prophesy to a thing and declare it to manifest into what we want. I declare favor is finding you. Opportunity is opening for you. 
Doors are being presented to you that your discernment is on 10. You'll know exactly what to do, when to do it, how to do it, what to say, when to say it, how to say it. In Jesus' name, I need everybody on every platform to type amen right there. Listen, if you're just coming in, like the video, tell me where you're watching from and share this video tonight. Um, I'll, I'll, there's several things I want to cover in prayer from this series, Bad Boys. And I saw your amazing comments about this series. I encourage you to go back, watch the whole thing in our mobile app because Wednesday we're starting a new series called Summer Playlist. It is going to, you're never going to look at music the same way. It's going to be amazing. What am I doing with Summer Playlist? I'm taking popular songs, but I'm going to reverse that thing and I'm going to preach it. All right. Thank you all for your suggestions on social media. You can still make them uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, or you can still go back to the post from, a, I think, a week maybe or so ago, and you can still make some suggestions for songs in there because there's a wild card in there. Uh, but the series is going to be amazing. Um, but Bad Boys, I, I want to make sure we cover that in prayer. You can watch it in our YouTube channel. You can, I see, cannot wait. I love it. You can watch it in our YouTube channel. You can watch it in our app. You can get the podcast and all of that. Um, I want to cover the, the, the distinct groups that we dealt with. First, we dealt with King Saul. King Saul is the first of the kings of Israel. And we learned that although the Bible says he was more handsome than any man in Israel, he was very insecure. And we learned that his insecurity, what did it do, y'all? It made him irrational. It made him irritable. It made him insubordinate. And it made him indecisive. Do you remember those? Can I get a few of you to type each of those words on the screen? It made him indecisive. It made him irrational. It made him indecisive. And it made him irritable. And I need for you to hear me tonight that whenever you're dealing with insecurity in your life, you are going to see those things pop up in your life. Whenever you're dealing with insecurity in your life, you're going to see those things pop up in your life. Can I get you to type one of those words on the screen? Insecure, irrational, and, and let me be more specific. Type the one on the screen that you have dealt with the most. Are you irrational? What does that mean? Your decision-making process doesn't make a lot of sense, right? Um, the, the second Irritable. That just means he just would get emotionally weirded out um, uh, throughout the time, uh, throughout life. The third, uh, indecisive. Indecisive. That means it took him all day. He, You get tired from, watch me, from making decisions. There's a term for it. It's called decision fatigue. You literally get tired from making decisions. And some of you, you need to hear me. Um, you ask God to use you and the way he wants to use you is in a seat that requires you to make a lot of decisions. I rebuke your frustration with your seat because your seat requires you to make decisions. Who am I talking to tonight? I need you to do the hand wave emoji. If you're like, God, I'm just, I got all these, all these decisions, all these decisions. It comes with your seat. And I need you to not, I need you to not be angry with that. I need you to realize you ask God to use you. So he uses you in a way where you have to make decisions. All right. Irritable, indecisive. Um, and, uh, uh, um, irritable, indecisive, uh, some, somebody says, might as well say all three irritable, indecisive. And, um, oh my God, irritable, indecisive, insubordinate, insubordinate, insubordinate means that you don't follow instructions. You don't follow instructions. I see several of you with your hands up. It comes with your seat. It comes with your seat. Listen, if you're going to call shots, you got to take shots. It comes with your seat. You got this. It comes with your seat. It comes with your seat. I rebuke your fatigue that comes with your seat. 
All right. Um, irrational, indecisive, irritable, and insubordinate. Can I get you to type on the screen again, which of those four you have dealt with or struggled with the most? If you say all of them, say just say all of them or just put a four on the screen. All right. Um, here's the reality. Insecurity makes you one of those four things. And as we are moving forward to the next six months of your year, you cannot be insecure. Why was Saul insecure? He spent all of his time focusing on what the people celebrated about him. And some of you have to be careful that you don't let people's applause of you cause apathy. What's apathy? You stop treating or building the things that need to be built. Got it? So um, Saul, they was like, oh, he's so handsome. He looks so good. He was a pretty boy. He looked good. He was the original pretty boy of Israel. He was the original Hebrew pretty boy. But watch me. He was so focused on his exterior that he was insecure internally. What does that mean? Inwardly, he was not secure. He did nothing to secure himself. I want to cover insecurities tonight in prayer. Father, in Jesus' name, we cover our insecurities tonight in prayer. The things where we don't feel strong about, the things we don't feel certain about, the things we don't feel like uh, we are really good at, the things that we feel like we're not doing a great job at. The things that we feel like uh, perhaps uh, you should use somebody else. The things that we are insecure about. We commit our insecurities to you tonight in the name of Jesus. And we say, Lord, we refuse to walk in them. We refuse to carry them. We refuse for those to be present in the next six months of our life. So, Lord, make us see them clearly, quickly, so we can change them. I pray that again. Make us see them clearly and quickly so we can change them. In Jesus' name, I need everybody to type amen right there. Guys, you'll notice when we pray, we pray, then I give you revelation. We pray, then I give you revelation. Prayer is not a monologue. Prayer is a dialogue. Got it? Many people, when you grew up in church, here's how you learn how to pray. Blah, 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 blah. In Jesus' name, amen. That's not prayer. That is you making a list of demands and requests. Prayer is a dialogue and where God talks back. And so when I give you revelation, God is responding. Everybody tap on the screen. He's responding to me. He's responding to me. He's responding to me. So this is not just us talking and asking. This is also God responding to us tonight. All right. And I need for you to understand why we pray the way we do. So no, I don't pray straight all the way through because he has to respond. If all we do is ask for stuff for an hour, we don't hear his response because maybe his response is what you're asking me for needs to be augmented. Maybe his response is what you are praying for, um, that it needs to be uh, it needs to be evolved. All right. He was insecure. How do you know you're insecure? Because whenever here, here it is, you ready? Now, you're irritable. You're indecisive. You're insubordinate. And um uh, uh, I, why did I give that? Irritable, insubordinate, indecisive, and um, 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 uh, <laughs> uh, irrational. My God, irrational. Um, have you ever found yourself in a moment where you felt bold, you felt strong, you felt mighty, and then all of a sudden you felt it pull back? How many of you have ever felt that? You've ever experienced that? Do the hand wave motion. You've ever experienced that? That's an indication that there may be some um, that there may be some insecurity right there. Um, how many of you, you've ever had a moment where you were having an amazing day, then you thought about something you had to do 
And when you thought about something you had to do, you got irritable. Come on, wave at me. How many of you, you've ever gone through the day and you just like, you know what? I'm over this day. And you weren't done, but you were just like, I'm over this day. All right. And by over it, you just said, I'm done. I'm not making no more decisions. I'm doing anything else. Those are indications that there's some insecurity there. And whenever you see that, you got to attack that in prayer and then you got to shut that down. You got to shut that down. Let me speak life over you. You are not insecure. You are not irritable. You are not irrational. You are not indecisive. You are not insubordinate. Come on, let me speak life over you. You are not insecure. I need you to say I receive it. You are not indecisive. You are not irritable. You are not insubordinate. You are not irrational. You are secure. And you are secure not because of your ability. You are secure because of his consistency. I'm going to say it again. You are not secure because of your ability. You are secure because of his consistency. If I can't count on nothing else, I can count on God to be consistent. And we thank you for it now in Jesus' name. Come on, y'all say, I receive it. Come on, Pastor. I see you got your hands up. Come on here. All right. Listen, let's go further in this. Um, Saul's, his eye that got him in trouble was he was insubordinate. He disobeys the man of God's instructions that come from Samuel two times. Um, and the second time, the first time he disobeys, God is like, you know what? I'm over this dude. I'm taking the kingdom from him. God says that. And then God gives him a second chance. And hear me, whenever you are fighting an additional battle, it is really an indication God has given you another chance. Let's see if I can say it another way. Another battle really means another blessing. Let me say it another way. Another battle really means God's given you another chance. Watch me. Be wary of people who never have any battles because it might not be an indication they've conquered anything. It might be an indication that God has done with them. I'm going to say it again. Beware of folk that don't have any battles that they are dealing with. It might not be an indication that they've conquered anything. It might be an indication that God has done with them. God was like, Saul, I'm going to send you on a mission. I'm going to give you another battle. And the next battle that I give you is going to be an opportunity for you to redeem yourself. I want to cover in prayer everybody. Are there certain things you're fighting with or dealing with now? And you're like, my God, I thought I handled that. I thought I dealt with this. Why am I dealing with this again? Can I help you? Let me give you a revelation. This is God saying to you, I'm not done with you yet. I'm not done with you, Nip. I'm giving you another chance. I'm giving you an opportunity to redeem. Yes, you screwed it up in February, but I'm trying to give it back to you in July. And when I give it back to you, I'm going to give it back better because I'd never give you something back and not make it better than I gave it to you in the first place. Um, his second battle was God giving him a second chance. And I need you to hear me tonight. I have been guilty of saying, God, what am I doing with this? And God is like, I'm trying to give you another chance. Let's cover that in prayer. Father, in Jesus' name, open our eyes to see the blessing of the battle. Oh, by my sake. Open our eyes to see the blessing of the battle that we are facing. You are not done with us yet. And dealing with another battle is in fact an indication that you've given us another chance. Another battle doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing. It means you're giving us another chance to redeem ourselves. Whatever we messed up in January, we declare we're going to conquer it in July. 
Whatever we messed up in February, March, April, May, and June, we declare that it will be conquered in the month of July. July, the seventh month, seven, it's the number of shalom, the number of completion, nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking, all is well. In Jesus' name, I just need you to type this on the screen. Thank you for my battles. Come on. Thank you for my battles. Come on, y'all. Thank you for my battles. Saul's second battle was God saying, hey, man, let me give you a second chance. Well, guess what? Saul disobeys. What did we learn in the series? A second time. And God says, the kingdom is going to be given to a neighbor of yours who is better than you. And I like that because Samuel, the man of God, he's petty. And when I say petty, that just means he says stuff that he didn't have to say, but he says it for effect. So he says, the Lord is going to give it to a neighbor of yours that's better than you. Remember, Saul is already insecure. So when he pokes at him and says, he's going to give it to a neighbor of yours that's better than you. What he's really doing is saying, you still haven't dealt with this insecurity. You still haven't dealt with it. Who does the kingdom go to? A man named David. David is anointed when he is what? 16 years old. It takes 14 years for David to get the throne. Listen to me. Your preparation is not wasted time. For everybody tonight that feels like you have wasted the, uh, Bishop, I wasted my 20s. I wasted my 30s. I wasted my 40s. I, Bishop, I'm about to be 40. I'm about to be 50. I'm about to be 60. I'm about to be 70. I'm about to be this, that, and You need to hear me. Preparation is never wasted time unless you choose to look at it that way. David took 14 years to prepare. Why? Because God said Saul, Saul was the first and he didn't get an opportunity to prepare. David, you are not going to be like Saul. Saul's reign was awful. Your reign is going to be incredible. That's why I have you saying things like my next six is going to be my best six. And that's why I have you saying things like this year is going to be the best year of my life. Because listen, you are able to learn from your mistakes, all right? 14 years to prepare. And while I was preaching that, it hit me because I hadn't even thought about it. As I was preaching that, that harvest turned 14 years old in the month of May. We started from nothing, with from scratch, with no help, no benefactor. What's a benefactor? Somebody to write checks. No benefactor, no help. And to God be the glory. God is building something amazing. And the thing, I'm in the city and it's full circle. I was sitting, having lunch with a friend of mine. And as we were talking, uh, I was reminded full circle that it was 14 years ago, November 4th, 2006. So just side of 14 years um, where I was consecrated bishop, it was in Atlanta. It was in Tucker, Georgia, right here in Atlanta. So it's a full circle moment. I didn't even think about that, but to God be the glory. And so I want to cover your preparation because um, you're always being prepared for something. You're always being prepared for something. Um, and the way you handle your preparation is an interview for your promotion. I'm going to say that again. The way you handle your preparation is an interview for your promotion. Can I cover that? How many of you, you can be honest that during your preparation, you've gotten ticked off? Come on, wave at me. How many that during your preparation, you can be honest, you've gotten frustrated and you've gotten angry. You've been like, God, this ain't even worth it. Y'all wave at me. All right. Your, David was prepared to spend 14 years being prepared so that when he sat on that throne, he would be effective. You are not going to repeat the same mistakes your mama and them did. You are not going to repeat the same mistakes your daddy and them did. 
because you are the interruption to the dysfunction. Let's cover it in prayer. Uh, and I just, I need everybody to type this one on the screen. My preparation. Everybody put that on the screen. Every platform. My preparation. Father, in Jesus name, we commit our time of preparation to you. Forgive us for complaining about it. Forgive us for whining about it. Forgive us for not maximizing it. Forgive us for not recognizing it is to be enjoyed. Preparation doesn't mean we're on pause. Hey, Bashata. Preparation does not mean that life is on pause. Father, cause us to enjoy our preparation. Cause us to enjoy when we're underground and don't nobody know who we are. Cause us to enjoy uh, when we are on the uh, what seems to be on the backside of the desert. You spent 40 years preparing Moses. You spent 14 years preparing David. He learned how to deal with sheep. He learned how to lead people through the form of sheep because people are likened unto sheep in the Bible. You were teaching David how to be a good leader. You were teaching David how to use the shepherd's staff. That's so he could fight off the lion and fight off the bear. So when he got to Goliath, which was the battle for a king, he knew what to do. Our preparation is not wasted time. Our preparation is indeed for all your glory. Get the glory out of our preparation it causes us to enjoy it. I need you to put this on the screen. I will enjoy my preparation. Please type that, y'all. I will enjoy my preparation. We're not going to look at it as a monotonous thing. We're not going to say, why me? Father, forgive us for saying we don't want to do it. Forgive us for saying that it's not fun. Forgive us for saying it's not exciting. Father, cause us to make what you want our passion. Cause us to love what you want for us. So that we're not caught up into our thing, but we're caught up into your thing for us. In Jesus name, we pray. I need everybody to type amen right there. Guys, we just got a few more minutes on prayer tonight. And we just come in and like the video. Tell me where you're watching from and share this video tonight. So David now comes. David spends 14 years preparing. And we learned early on, on David's first day, we compared those two first days to Saul's first, uh, David's first day to Saul's first day. And what happened to David's first day? On David's first day, the Bible says David is surrounded by what? Mighty men and women. And I began to teach you that your wins are not just dependent on you. They also depend on your crew. I'm going to say it again. Your wins are not just dependent on you. They're dependent on your crew. And for some of you, the enemy likes you to isolate yourself because you have trust issues with people. And you're going to have to learn how to trust somebody. I'm preaching while we pray. You're going to have to learn how to trust somebody. Just make sure you trust the right somebody. You cannot live life in a cocoon. You cannot live life in isolation. You cannot, for some of you, even watching me as you coming out, I just heard you, Holy Ghost. For some of you, even watching me, is you coming out of the cocoon of distrust because you had a distrust for men of God. You had a distrust for preachers. You had a distrust for pastors. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Who am I talking to tonight? All right. Um, your wins aren't just dependent on you. They're dependent on your crew. The Bible says David was surrounded by mighty men. But where did we learn Saul was surrounded by? Saul was surrounded by two groups of people. One, the Bible called them worthless fellows. And I began to teach you what the, uh, that the Lord literally calls certain people worthless. Everybody has worth to God. Not everybody adds worth to you. Everybody adds worth to God. Not everybody adds worth to you. Here's your problem. You think you're Jesus Jr. And you're trying to squeeze blood out of something that, watch me, was never alive. You can't get blood out of something that's always been dead. Sometimes you're talking about we're trying to revive this relationship. Baby, that thing was never alive. Are you hearing me tonight? 
Um, he was surrounded by worthless fellows. And what was the second group? Second group were people where the Bible says the Lord had to touch their heart to make them men of valor, which means it, they weren't naturally what Saul needed. So the moment they got out of the spirit, they would not be what Saul needed. And here's the reality. As human beings, people don't aren't as spiritually conscious as they need to be 24-7. So they weren't what Saul needed. Are y'all hearing me? So tonight, I want to cover your crew. I'm going to cover your crew, uh, especially for those of you that even you feel like, Bishop, I'm just me. I just keep to myself. I get it. I get being so disenchanted with people. You're like to hell with people. Can we be real tonight? I get it. I get where you can be so disenchanted with people to where you're like, ah, I'm good. But hear me. Um, you, your wins are not just dependent on you. They're dependent on your crew. So I want to pray that worthless fellows. Now, listen, don't pray this next thing unless you're ready for them worthless fellows to disengage. And you might be shocked at who some of them are. We prayed this and the Lord began to reveal this to me, even in our church, even in my life. And as the Lord began to do that, I was like, whoa, for real though. All right. Don't pray this. If you want to keep the worthless fellows, don't pray this. If you don't want, uh, if you want for people that the Lord has to touch them to be what you need instead of them being what you need, that means you're going to have to wait for them to change. And for some of you, you have been waiting five years for people to become what you need and they're still not it. Hmm? Some of you have been waiting for years for people to metamorphosize into what you need. And, 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 and it's admirable that you're willing to wait. But guess what hasn't happened? What you were supposed to have done five years ago. All right. Sometimes you got to let people go through their own process and you got to keep it moving. The good Samaritan, he said, look, I got to go. This is a word for somebody. I got to keep it moving. I got to keep going. I'll be back to check on you, but I'm not staying here. And I don't know. There's 10 of you watching me tonight on prayer where you literally you keep getting stuck while they are going through their stink. And I need you to learn how to keep it moving. Let's cover that in prayer. Father, in Jesus' name, we ask that you would make it clear we are, uh, that we are not Jesus Jr. Make it clear, Father, um, those that are, are, are worthless, not because they're worthless to you, Lord, but because they don't add value to us. Surround us with mighty men and women, just like you surrounded David with. You surrounded David with Eleazar. That means God helps. And they Eleazar loved David like a brother, which means sometimes the greatest love and support that we receive won't come from our own blood, won't come from our own family, won't come from those we grew up with, but will come from someone you sin. Father, you sent in Shema. And Shema means astonishment. Father, allow us to be astonished at the quality and the skill of the people that you bring to us. And in the name of Jesus, Father, we call for uh, now uh, uh, Jashobim. And Jashobim, we learn, uh, Father, that he was the chief of David's mighty men. That Jashobim name means people will turn to. In other words, he's the type of person that knows how to handle stuff, knows how to get things done. We call for mighty men and women around us. And for those that have been walking solo, I pray, Father, that you would give them the capacity and the ability to trust. If you struggle with trust issues, I just need you to type this on the screen. I trust, I trust, I trust, I trust. Father, give them the capacity and the ability to trust tonight. In the name of Jesus, I need everybody to type amen right there. Guys, can y'all believe it? We are almost out of time for prayer and I do not want to run out of time. 
to uh, invite those that need to come to the Lord. Um, the last thing we did on Sunday was um, we transitioned um, from David and then we looked at Achan um, and then we look at the 12 men, um, 12 misfits that changed the world. I encourage you to go watch those messages tonight, tonight, tonight. If you are on prayer and you have never given your life to Jesus Christ, look at me. God's coming to get you tonight. You're not watching that by accident. Don't you turn this off right now. God is literally coming to get you digitally tonight in Atlanta, in Canada, in Miami, in Florida, uh, wherever you're at, in Denver. He's coming to get you tonight. If you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure tonight is your night. And so on the count of three, I want you to respond one of two ways. Do the hand wave emoji or say it's me. If you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure. I want you to do it right now. One, two, three. Respond right now. I'm waiting on you. Come on, respond right now. Do the hand wave emoji or say it's me. If you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure. I need you to respond right now. No shame. Nobody's going to judge you. Nobody's going to put you down. Nobody's going to talk about you. We're going to love you and love you to life. Come on. I see you responding. I see you. Come on. Come on, y'all. I see responses tonight. Come on. Let's celebrate those that are coming to the Lord tonight on prayer. Come on here. I want everybody to say this to me. Say, Father. Thank you for dying in my place. I see you. Keep on responding. Say, because of your love for me, I can have life. Say, I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to walk this race. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow. I see several hands still responding. Come on, y'all. I need you to do this. Type the word decision to 597 Six nine. Type decision to five nine seven six nine. I need y'all to type it on the screen. Everybody, I need you to send that text right away. When you do that, we're gonna shoot you a text message right away to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. Guys, I've got thirty seconds, so the last thing I want to do is invite you to sow. You should always bless what blesses you, and if prayer blesses you, sow into it. How can you sow? Go to harvestchurch.church forward slash give. You can give that way. You can also uh, use Cash App, Bishop Foreman, or Harvest Church Give. But when you go to the website, harvestchurch.church forward slash give, you get all the methods. PayPal, Venmo, and all of that. Everybody, so tonight. I love you. Shalom. Have an amazing night. Instagram, got to go. Y'all know I got to get off of Instagram fast because Instagram is unforgivable. Do y'all hear what I'm saying to you? Listen, uh, for those of you that are still on, on all the other platforms, make sure that you so bless what blesses you. Church is going to be amazing on Wednesday night. We're going to open this series. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm so fired up for this series and for this message. Keep me in your prayers. Of course, y'all know I don't miss church, so I will be back in Denver uh, on uh, on tomorrow. Uh, on tomorrow. <laughs> Who grew up old school church and they put on in front of everything? On today. On tonight, on tomorrow, on last morning. Like, what is on last morning? Uh, anyway, I love you guys. Have an amazing night. Stay connected to our app and uh, make sure that you go so. Bless what blesses you. All right, I love you. Have an amazing night. Let me also say thank you for all of you. Um, that I gave towards pastor appreciation uh, for 14 years. Thank you. Thank you for those of you that gave gifts. I'll, I'll say more about it on Wednesday, but I love you guys. Have an amazing night. So, and again, congratulations to all these decisions tonight. Jesus, can we give God a digital praise? Give him some computer love. Folks getting saved on prayer. Come on, let's go. I love you guys. Have an amazing night. Shalom. 
to those who visit Mickey D's for their favorite breakfast item and then go somewhere else for coffee, give this Mickey D's brew a second chance. The glow up was real. Try any size iced coffee brewed with 100% Arabica beans for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. And pair it with a savory sausage McMuffin with egg for $2.79. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.